Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for Breaking Bad and AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we are covering Season 5, Episode 15, entitled The Granite State. We just watched it. Uh, the, the name game here, I think it's because Walt hit rock fucking bottom this episode. <laughs> uh, everyone hit rock fucking bottom. Yeah. Name, yeah. name a person who had a cheery other than uh, Todd and Uncle Jack who had any kind of good <laughs> thing going for them. Uh, no one. No one. Uh, I, I mean, where do you want to start with this episode? Do you want to start on a meta level? Like, yes. Let's let's talk about expectations and meeting them. Oh, okay. So for a penultimate uh, episode, what were your expectations going in? Well, a lot of times uh, I've been conditioned to expect the craziest episode of the the penultimate, at least you know for a season. A lot of times for the actual you know finale episode, but this I felt like was about an hour and fifteen minutes of just kind of walking in circles and making sure we knew just how mm. shitty Jesse's life is to make sure we know just how shitty Skyler and Walt's life is, and I don't know that that's what we wanted or even needed from Vince Gilligan. What do you think? My expectations going into this were that we were going to somehow lead up to, you know, the attack on um, the uncles or or whoever he's going after that assault rifle with. I think it's pretty obvious now that it's the uncles. Um, I actually really enjoyed the balance they struck in this episode uh, with the tone of it. I felt like Walt needs to pay for the things he's done. And the only way he's going to do that is if everything he has done has been for nothing. And that the time that he spent doing all these things would have been much better spent with his family. Uh, and that's that's exactly what he should have done and what he didn't do. And now it's, it's all coming home to roost. So I, I really yeah. like that part of this episode. I like how we got this. This is exactly the kind – because I'm of two minds of the episode. Number one, I'm like, this was not fan service or satisfying. It didn't feel good to watch. I don't know that I'll ever – like, if, if I was not assigned <laughs> – if it wasn't my uh, task in life to break this shit down the way we do, I don't know that I'd watch this episode again ever. Wow. Okay. You know? Why is that? Uh, it's just, it just was just unpleasant to watch. And <laughs> of course, I think last it, episode was unpleasant to watch, even if it was exciting. No, it that's the thing. It was it was entertaining and watchable. This episode, and and I just the the to go to your point, I wonder if we as an audience collectively needed this. Like this is the wake up call to the people yeah. that have been like, "Fuck yeah, Walter White," and this is such an entertaining <laughs> show to be like, "No, this is really how miserable this shit is." Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, I I don't dislike television or film that makes me think about things in a way that is uncomfortable or that makes me feel things that I would rather not feel in my day-to-day life because those are things that I can then turn off. You know, I watch the show. Um, I feel those things, but they're not my real life, so that's okay with me. Right. Uh, and and if it's gonna ha- if I'm gonna feel those things anywhere, I want them to be while watching a television show. I I don't want a show to be a one note thing. I don't always need to be excited and looking forward to the next thing that's gonna happen. I just need 
you know, uh, uh, it should tell a story. And I feel like Walt's story is at the point where it can't be super exciting and, and like, balls-to-the-wall action. It needs to come down to earth and really sink in with him and the audience what a shit show his life has become. Do and it's going to make you feel bad. It's going to make you feel bad. Do you think that, you know, I talked a lot about uh, the Theon problem on Game of Thrones last year and how they had this thing where they had to take this character through this arc and it was kind of unpleasant, and but there wasn't enough of the arc to really keep things going. So we kind of got every week or two this long, unpleasant you know, time spent with this character just to further them on the arc and people like enough, enough. Okay. We get it. His life is, <laughs> is, is fucking shit. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying about Walt, but I almost feel like this flash forward put Vince on the path where he's like, well, I can't really just fast forward through the six months. Right. Because then I'm, I feel like people aren't going to sink in how low Walt is sunk. Okay. Yeah. If I just come right back and all this has happened, it's the audience isn't going to get that. But the casualty there is Jesse. That like I don't think we really needed as an audience to see Andrea in particular being shot and to see Jesse's escape attempts and all that stuff. I mean, it just hmm. what what did that do for us as an audience, or how did that move the story forward? And. You know, when the show is an hour and 15 minutes long, I think he opens himself to the questions of like, okay, every sec, every second and minute must be precious or else we wouldn't extend the, the show 15 minutes. But those that stuff felt, I think Noelle uh, said it best, or she said it just felt gratuitous. You know, it's kind of like when you take hmm. The Walking Dead to task for beating a theme into the ground and kind of narratively walking in circles when when breaking bad one of my favorite shows does it just for an episode mm -hmm. i kind of feel like wow you know like i didn't yeah, have so I, I didn't feel like i had fun episode in fact the first 45 minutes i'm thinking is something going to even happen is something even <laughs> going to happen is going to move these characters forward and find i felt like everything that we needed to see happen in the last 40 minutes the phone call with walt uh or the phone call with Walt Jr., the yeah. uh, the -er 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 cleaner's sad sack visit to him where I had to pay him ten grand like a way overpriced hooker to play yeah. an hour's worth of shitty cards with him. Everything else in the episode just felt like, I don't know, feel, kind of weird filler. So I'm, I'm kind of with you there. Um, I think they put themselves in a hard spot with Jesse because – what do you do with Jesse from now until Walt comes back for the uncles? Do you just not show him? Do you just assume that he's yeah, right. cooking? I mean, that that's rough as well, because then we have no touchstone to where Jesse's life is at at the moment. I mean, right. you know mentally, okay, he's been cooking for six months, but that doesn't tell us like how bad things are for him. Uh, it doesn't say any of that stuff that they were saying about Walt this episode about Jesse. Right. So so what do you do? I I kind of agree, yeah, just walking it around in a circle where he tries to escape and they kill Andrea and then they tuck him back away in his cage and say, we got Brock. Uh, that's a bit of a circle. That's a, a little bit of a runaround. Um, right. But I don't, I don't know what else you do with Jesse. It's hard to 
just drop him from the story for six months, you know? Well, and so also it's just a lot of things, you know, like Todd's visit to Holly's bedroom, you Uh know, while the house is being staked out by federal agents. You know, it's like I, I feel like I only go along for some of the more outlandish stuff that Breaking Bad does when I believe in the core concept or I'm really invested. You know, it's like, okay, the train heist. If you think too much about it, maybe that was just on edge of plausibility. But they also made it seem like it was such a last slap dash moment where these people are trying to improvise and Walt was being reckless. And then in the end, they still didn't get away from with it. But these yeah. fucking neo-Nazis are like goddamn Batman. They like, you know, yeah. appear <laughs> in bedrooms through op- through giant open windows and not just one of them but like a whole fucking crew. Uh-huh. And they just I, – I can't square Todd's marksmanship. You know, like that's – he seems so incompetent and such an idiot and then he's so ruthlessly efficient in other ways. Yeah, and yeah. Todd the uncles are so – the uncles, these white power dudes, are so much more competent than the DEA and Albuquerque and all, every state police organization put together, you know. And they're so careful in some ways, but they're so sloppy in others. Like letting Jesse live and almost escape successfully, and yeah, you know, so that's, that's an interesting. Taking point. a half, taking a half measure with Skyler instead of full measure, and Uncle Jack just indulging his nephew now like three times recklessly. It feels like I. Yeah, I, I hope I'm not coming across too negative, but this episode, I, man, I don't even want to rewatch it. Wow. Okay. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not that negative on it. I think um, they needed to find out somehow from Skylar uh, what she was going to say, what she had said, uh, because Lydia is still a factor. Obviously, that's true. No, I, I get that. Uh, you you just don't like that they were able to sneak in. I see. I feel about the DEA the way I felt about them the entire series, and like you said, they're not that competent, right? I mean, they are kind of doofuses when it comes to following up on a case. I think that's the nature of these guys just you know doing their job, like being assigned these yeah. things, and just you know we got to stake out this house for a month. It's been four weeks now. Uh, I'm tired of this. I just want to eat my sandwich and read a newspaper. They're probably not paying all that great attention, whereas Jack and Todd and the the other uncles, I, I call all of them uncles, even though I know they're not all his uncle. Uh, those guys are actually doing this for a reason. They are there for a purpose. They're going to be very sneaky and very careful. You know? hey, I don't know. I, I, I guess if it was just some run-of-the-mill drug thing, I'd buy that. But we're talking about a case that led to the deaths of two DEA officers, apparently true, well-liked, yeah. established, senior, and like... You know, nothing gets cops whipped into a mad dog frenzy, rightfully so, than someone having the temerity to kill one of them. So, sure. I mean, I, like I said, I, 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 the the ultra competency of Team Pantagray this season has kind of been a problem for me. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I kind of believe that they were that competent in their little prison circle. But now that they're so well healed, and there is a couple of attempts, like I could see Villigan... Uh, you know, when he mentioned like the when he had Uncle Jack articulate what we're all thinking, like, dude, you got all this cash. Why are you worrying about, <laughs> yeah. you know, crank? But then on the other hand, the fact that Jesse just wants to get his dick wet, that's or, I'm sorry, Todd. Uh, uh, yeah. 
that's a reason to keep this whole cook going and to keep well, a human I, prisoner. And no, also, I think, I think it's also the money, right? I mean, he said but they murdered a person, man. They murdered uh-huh. a person. The, How many the, people the first, have they murdered before? That I'm doesn't matter saying, to them. I'm just saying, man, if there's anything I've learned from watching five seasons of Wire is that the body count is what eventually get does you in. All right. Well, because, I don't think the, the uncles have seen The Wire. <laughs> well, probably not. I don't, it's I don't too know. colorful for them. I think Todd's argument was persuasive. Like, we, sure, we have a shitload of money, but there's always more money. Yeah, but then and Uncle Jack he, called bullshit on that and was like, no, that's not what you're all about. You're about the pussy, son. But he, okay, yes, he said that, but he didn't call bullshit on the fact that there's always more money. He you just said, so? oh, I, I understand the real reason you're doing this. Mm. But I think, yeah, I think yeah. Jack is tempted by money. I mean, yes, he's well, got yeah. $69 million, but he may want more, just like Todd said. No, I, I get that. I mean... Like I, I don't said, know. I, I feel like I, I'm being too apologetic. I I agree with some of the points you're making. I think that it was a little bit circular. These guys have not shown that they're super competent always. Um, especially Todd. I don't believe that Todd is ultra competent. I think he is ultra uh, not giving a shit. Like mm. I will take you out, and I don't give a fuck about anything. And that sometimes comes across as competent. Yeah, yeah. Accidentally. Yeah. Um, but but I agree with you. Maybe they're not as competent as uh, they've been portrayed in this last episode or two. I don't know. Just ultimately, the if I'm get I I I guess I'm looking for the episode to be above all else things, kind of like leading to a satisfying conclusion. And I'm just worried. I'm freshly worried that with an hour <laughs> with, with you know what what six seven what we got seventy five minutes left with seventy five minutes of television left. We've got just as many questions as answered. And also, like, a lot of people were – there's a lot of people that got pretty damn close to Walt's ultimate motivation coming back to New Mexico. And I guess that works if you're, like, a super Walter White hater and it's like, well, of course it's about the money and his legacy and about Gretchen, you know, pissing him off by not giving him any credit. But mm-hmm. the part of me that wanted to see a little bit of Walter White I could root for taking down the uncles – um. The, the, you know, I still obviously you want to see the uncles taken down hard, but it's going to be hard to root for Walt. He's not coming back really for his family. He's not coming back for. Um, I have contended Jesse. the entire time that Walt has not really been doing this for his family. I mean, he shows a glimmer of it every once in a while when he's when he's just dug a giant hole in the desert and he's laying on his back in the bathroom. He shows a little glimmer of it. Uh, but I think this is all about his ego and the money. I mean, this is not hmm. this is not a man who got the money he needed and bowed out of the game. Yeah, you might be right. And every, I mean, so he he cites Scarface and like Goodfellas as some of inspiration, and even Godfather. And one thing those things all have in common are that. By the end, by the final acts, you weren't really rooting for the people. At least I wasn't. Like Michael Corleone became this kind of monster that nobody yeah. liked, even himself, no one in his family. Um, Tony Montana, uh, for, the same. <laughs> Hen- Henry and White and, and and Goodfellas, he became like this, you know, paranoid loser that went into witness protection and ratted out on everybody and that wasn't very satisfying i mean i guess the 
the thesis – I should have seen this coming is what I'm trying to say. Is like the last third of these movies. Okay. Everything feels so fucking cool until you get the last third and real the real world comes in and these things end the way they always end. Um, yeah. The, well, the, the trouble I have with the films, um, especially something like Scarface where it ends in a massive gunfight and the guy goes out in a hail of bullets, falls mm-hmm. into a fountain. You know, I mean it's <laughs> – the the cold hard reality never really hits him it's the bullets that get him right like right like okay his sister dies but but that, I, that all happened i don't know the... it's the way that walt has done all of this to himself yeah and he's done it all despite him like despite his wanting to do it for his family but then he just gets caught up in it yeah. I mean, it really is a Scarface tale, I guess. It really is. But they just don't hit you with that one note that I felt like they really played super well with Walt this episode. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like we never feel the – we see the physics of it happen. As you say, the bullets hitting the body and whatnot. But we never see the real angst and the human suffering yeah. and the wallowing. And we – this episode was a whole episode of wallowing kind of in that condition. And yeah, it'll be interesting – I don't. And again, I can't judge Vince's work with just one watch. Obviously, um, you know, and and I owe him. I owe Breaking Bad and everybody, you know, a, a chance to watch this again. It's just and and again, I'm saying again, one more time, again. <laughs> next week could change everything. Um, I'm uh-huh. just kind of putting my I'm putting my guard back up that this is not going to be the finale I particularly want. Um. Yeah, it probably it, won't be. I mean, Gilligan it's not going to be. It's not going to be a feel good episode. Oh like, God, like, no! Like if if Walt comes in and accidentally rescues Jesse and kills all the uncles and somehow gets his his this this money to his family, which we know is never going to happen. It's still it's pretty not going to happen. His his son hates him. He uh-huh. can't trust his mother. He's damaged his family forever. Jesse has lost everything. Best case scenario, he gets to start a new life with Brock. And how does that even work? Hey, I'm indirectly responsible for the death of your mother. <laughs> um, yeah, that doesn't play out very well. And, and also, my also, I almost got you killed because of the poisoning. I mean, what kind of happy ending is that? It's not. It's, there it's there is grim no happy shit, ending man. here, right? Yeah, it's there, grim. It's very grim. I, I'm I'm also I'm wondering if uh, maybe this is a crazy prediction, but if Walt doesn't take this money that he can't get to his family, and his family doesn't even want at this point. I mean, Junior just tells him to fuck himself. Yeah, uh, he does. If he takes this money and gives it to Jesse, because the entire series has been about how Jesse has been more of a, a son to him than Walt Jr. has been, you know? Or at least that's yeah. the way that Walt has felt about Jesse. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we know that that is not the case now. I mean, right. I, I don't I don't know really what Walt feels about Jesse, but we certainly know how Jesse feels about Walt. Um, I, I wonder if he doesn't end up, this is the only family I have left. Here, Jesse, take this money as I'm dying. You know? Hmm. Maybe to try uh, to make some sort of amends, but I it it doesn't even scratch the surface of what Walt needs to do to fix the situation because there's nothing yeah, and, he can and, do. And where does that leave Jesse? Because he's still Jesse. If he ever pops up, he's going to be immediately be taken into custody, et cetera. Oh, I yeah. mean, so oh, it's yeah. like yeah, I I kind of feel I never imagined a world 
where Jesse would walk out of this alive or, or not get out of this alive. I always thought, always thought that he would be left standing, but I'm starting to think that the whole everybody dies thesis from last season where Walter White is kicking back with the family watching Scarface. I really feel like everyone's going to die. Everyone. Marie, yeah. uh, Skyler, maybe Holly yeah. survives, maybe Walt Jr. survives, but Jesus Christ, it doesn't look good for Jesse or Walt or anybody. No, especially now that Walt is coming back. I mean, I think the uncles were happy when he left. Uh, and now that he's going back, I think they might get wind of this and decide to go after his family like they did well, with I Jesse. Mean, he has he's he's been an asshole about it, right? He can't just oh, yeah. go back like all stealth mode. Well, I guess I can see where this is another thing where Walt's hubris got the best of him. He intended to give himself up. Then he saw the gray matter shit and decided he's going to cowboy up one last time. Yeah. And it's it's like, wouldn't it be hilarious if the final episode is he really does shoot up gray matter like. <laughs> like someone uh, suggested like early on in this second half of the fifth season, like he doesn't even care about the Nazis at all. He just goes and kills Gretchen and wow. whatever, whatever Mr. Schwartz's name is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, was was that theory on the name of the company ever confirmed except for right now in this episode? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. But so that, that's, yeah, that, congratulations to the people who predicted that. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't know. He could definitely go back and just take revenge on Elliot for the shit that he said and for feeling like he got cut out of Grey Matter, even though he sold out of Grey Matter. Uh, I I could see that happening as well. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I... I don't know either. Um, Is there anything man, of the substance I... of the episode that we want to talk about? <laughs> We've we? talked about kind of we talked about the overarching themes and stuff, but we haven't really talked about the events of the episode. I think it's cool that we've gone like twenty five minutes just talking about how we feel about it. I mean, this kind yeah. of how I always envisioned the instant cast going. I, you know, the recap is for the recap. Um, sure. I mean, what do you have anything of substance that you'd want to the the, the talk about? I mean, so, oh, I was so, going to ask you where you think the Todd Lydia thing is going. Well. Up until the final minutes of the episode, I thought we were, you know, on track to, yeah, Walt's going to come back and ventilate the uncle's anarchy, and he's going to come back and poison Lydia because, man, there's a lot of emphasis. You know, your dead man's brew theory was just two seasons too early because <laughs> there's all kinds of evidence that this this tea is surrounded by death and this talking about stevia. Someone on Facebook made a good mention of... Does Walt know about her fixation on Stevia? Because, huh, interesting. Know, but he does know that she drinks tea and uh, that she probably has some kind of packet she puts in there. And obviously he planned on killing her with ricin at least once, just probably mm -hmm. slipping in her drink when she wasn't looking because she seems like she'd be the fucking easiest person in the world to fool with that kind of joke. Yeah, but, did she? did she order that when she sat down with Walt that one time? Yes. I don't know if she went on and on about the stevia. I'll have to, I'll have to go back and look at that. But I do okay. know that I'm pretty sure he planned on killing her with the rice and by slipping into her drink. Yeah, yeah. So that's still on the board, but it's almost like, you know, I, I don't 
unless this this Gretchen and Elliot thing is a total red herring, part of his vengeance tour has got to be include that as a stop, and that doesn't leave a lot of time to settle things with the uncles and Lydia. But why bring Lydia back at this stage in the game, unless you know what if the uncles? Uh, is it possible that the uncles will get in some kind of civil war over this money and continuing to cook and the body count and, and Lydia will get her shit mm. mixed into it. And it'll be Todd and Todd trying to protect Lydia and having a big shootout and Walter White will just get there and everybody's dead. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we got a lot I, I of may... answers that uh, I'm uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say, I may have to cut this out, but if if it's not what I'm thinking, it ha- what was supposed to happen. But is this the episode that it was predicted that a whole bunch of people were coming back, like the ghost of Christmas past, to uh, haunt Walter? This is one of the episodes where it had a lot of first season people in it. Yeah. Okay, and so also, the only ones is... that actually came back were Elliot and Gretchen. Yeah, and we were and we were looking for this Charlie Rose interview as well because that was that that's one thing we've been talking yes. about spoilers and and this is one of the. One of the popular theories about how that would be used. So, all right. Well, I'm glad we didn't see any other characters. I felt like the ones that they used were used fairly well, and that I, I don't know how you would have snuck a Tuco or a Crazy Eight in there. You know. Well, I started thinking when he was alone in that cabin. I actually started thinking, oh man, are we going to start seeing some hallucinations and some yeah flashbacks? And it's like I could almost see a dead crazy. You know, like the ghost of Christmas past. He's in that fucking cabin. He's freezing. He's <laughs> he's he's barely eating. He's on chemo. He's all jacked up on whatever. And I could see like you know. Crazy Eight with the bicycle lock around his neck coming in. Oh, Walter! And then Tuco with his grills and his chain shaking. And no, that wouldn't have been cool. Not cool at all. I uh, I wonder if they filmed some stuff around that that they're that they just didn't air. Just made yeah. on the cutting cutting room floor. Yeah, may see it on the DVD. Yeah, I mean, it could be that they got this episode together and they're like, ah, this is kind of a mess, but, uh, you know, it's going to connect two really good episodes, so in the final analysis, no one will remember it for that. And that's that's entirely possible. Or it could be that I'm just being kind of a whiny bitch and that this episode's better than I give it credit for. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I Kind of to wrap up here, I agree with a lot of what you said about the problems of this episode. I think... Overall, I was very impressed with the tone that they took with Walt's part of the storyline. And so that kind of really bumps it up for me. It's definitely not a 10. It's not the 10 we saw last week. Uh, I'd be inclined to give it more like an 8, uh, just on the strength of Walt's storyline. But that's that's how I feel about it. Uh, I'd probably give it a 6 on the strength of the last 15 minutes of the show. Okay. Um, not and, and more like the strength of Walt's interaction with the cleaner and Walt Jr. Because I'm still not sure how I feel about this whole Gretchen and Elliot business. But um, yeah, so it's probably the lowest rating I've ever given to a Breaking Bad episode before, and I don't know how I feel about that. How much? And yet, do you think it's still did... above average. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. I mean, how much do you? Yeah. How much do you think Ben and Jerry paid for the product placement? Oh, because man. holy shit, Jesse got some Ben and Jerry's in him, and he's he's like primed to win the American Ninja Warrior contest there. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's harder than the American Ninja Warrior shit, shit I've seen. Ah, I could do that. Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you probably could, Mr. 17 Chin-Ups, or whatever the hell you can do. Ha! Not anymore. Uh, all right, uh, I think that's about it. 
Uh, we will expand, I'm sure, a lot more on this topic after watching it again in our Tuesday podcast. Uh, this is the do first you have any instant, last thoughts? This is the first instant take written cat that I'm just not psyched to do. I mean, usually I like to I like to do writing and all that stuff, and I'm I don't know what to say. You know, it's like one of those things where. Yeah, I've got a lot of questions, but I don't know. I mean, it's almost futile to try to figure out where we're going to go next week and how satisfying it's going to be and and whatnot. This, I mean, everybody said this was going to be a crazy episode. I didn't feel like it was really crazy. I didn't think it was that crazy at all. There's one shocking thing that happened, and it wasn't shocking so much as just like, oh, I'm I'm eating too much vanilla ice cream, you know? What, you know, (laughs) another another pin in the Jesse Voodoo doll. Wow, you know? Uh-huh. So, all right. We'll be, it, it'll be cool. interesting because the, the, the tone on Facebook was a little de- down by community standards. How was the, how was the Twitter tone? Uh, the Twitter tone was shocked at the things that were shocking, and it was, it was more kind of joking. Um, I think we needed it while we were watching the end of that episode. Right. You know, Walt, Walt stuffed away in that cabin. We needed something to talk about. So, All right. We'll be interested to see everybody's takes. I'm sure we'll get a lot of it. If you want to include uh, your thoughts, please do. And and also, if you're one of the ones that had a successful prediction, please please shout that out in the subject line because I want to make sure I give everybody credit. I know that's that's important to some people, and a lot of you guys came pretty close to the mark there. Um, and again, because I'm not ever going to remember it, and I've archived all those emails, and it'd be very hard to go through and find them. So. If you if that's important to you, please send it in uh, attention to me at breakinggood at baldmove dot com. You can uh, if you if you missed it, you can get onto live uh, our our live. I guess it would be not live anymore. Facebook threads at facebook dot com slash baldmove. Uh, same with Jim's Twitter feed twitter dot com at baldmove. And we'll see what the next how, how the next two days shapes our feelings. I'm looking forward to reading. A lot of critical analysis. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading everybody's feedback. Looking forward to getting on Reddit and trying to figure out this 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 episode, this connective tissue to the finale. All right. Sounds good. We will see you guys on Tuesday. And until then, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you guys then. <laughs>